Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Esther and Ariah have come so far when they reach the summit, and Esther has her vision. They have no time to stop and enjoy the magic of the area, as they can see where Esther's father is imprisoned. Now, they just need to get there. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 28 Under different circumstances, Esther and Araya would want to stay and enjoy the difference good magic had made to their surroundings. The grass was green again, the sky blue, and flowers started to bloom all around them. For Araya, who had spent most of her life surrounded by the dreariness of the realm, it was like she was in a dream. Even the area Flix looked after was nothing like this. Both Esther and Araya closed their eyes and tilted their heads to the sky to absorb the warmth of the sun. Then it was time to go. Esther felt a light inside her, a strength that she never felt before. Thin legs or not, she felt strong and completely different from the young girl getting ready to escape the teachings of the academy. She felt almost grown up. The tree and good magic had transformed her. Looking in the distance, Esther could see the prison that held her father. From their high vantage point, it appeared deceptively close, a dark mark on the horizon a small shadow on the land far away. It seemed to sit all alone, with tall walls that reached up towards the sky. Even from far away, it looked like a place no one would want to go, surrounded by nothing but empty land. Esther took a deep breath and started their descent. It looks so close, like I could reach out and touch it. Like I could yell and say hello to my father, and he could answer back. I feel like yelling, Esther said, trying to find her footing. The path, less defined here, wound through rocky outcroppings and sparse mountain vegetation. No one had walked this way in many years. The look is deceiving. If we hurry, it might be a full day's hike. That is if nothing gets in our way, Araya replied as she scanned the horizon for any kind of threat. We will make it, I am sure, Esther said, picking up the pace. The path down was more challenging than Esther had anticipated. Her breathing was normal, but the constant descent and the need to control where she placed her feet took its toll. Going up was hard on her thin legs, but going down was only slightly less so. After walking long enough to work up a sweat, despite the return of the gray sky above, it felt warm. 
Esther stopped for a moment to have a drink of water. I expected this to be much easier than it is. It hurts in all kinds of different places, Esther said as she rubbed her knees. I actually thought we might run. Ha <laughs> ha, I don't think running down on this path with its loose rocks and those sharp needle plants would be very wise, Araya said. And I share your pain. It's a tough hike. You find this difficult? Well, now that is something I never expected to hear, Esther laughed. I said I share your pain. I didn't say I found it difficult, Araya said with a big smile. After sharing a laugh, something they rarely experienced since they left Gimble, they heard rumbling through the silence of their surroundings a low growling sound coming from up the path behind them. The familiar and unsettling noise made them both freeze. The growling grew louder, more insistent, a clear sign that the creatures making the sounds were not far behind. The Scalix and Chickalores were back, and they sounded angrier than ever. Esther's heart skipped a beat. They found us again, she whispered, her voice tight with tension. She no longer felt warm from the hike as cold sweat dripped down her back and a knot of fear formed in her stomach. Araya's smile vanished as she quickly scanned the surroundings. Remember when I said we shouldn't run on the path? Forget I said that. We need to move. Now, she urged, her tone leaving no room for discussion. She grabbed Esther's hand, pulling her forward as they began to run. The path ahead was treacherous, but the imminent threat behind them left no choice but to increase their pace. Esther eventually returned to the front, leading them both down the mountain. Running down the mountain was perilous. Each step had to be quick and cautious to avoid a misstep that could send them tumbling. The sound of their pursuers spurred them on. Slowing down was not an option. I can almost hear their heavy breathing, Esther cried out. How did they manage to get so close and come so fast? Keep going, don't look back. Araya replied as she readied herself for what she felt might happen next. Despite the pain in her legs and the fear roiling in her stomach, Esther started to find her strength again. The light inside her, fueled by good magic, seemed to lend her energy, pushing her forward, even as her muscles screamed in protest. The growls grew closer with excited yelps and whips, like they sensed success was just about to be found. Esther and Araya darted around boulders and leaped over crevices, their breath coming in sharp gasps. They could not see their pursuers. They dared not look back, but the sounds were enough to paint a vivid picture of their danger. The idea of being caught of failing now when they were so close to their goal 
spurred them both on even faster, driving them to push their limits as they raced down the mountainside. Araya could almost feel the breath of a chicolore on her neck. She knew that awful smell. One chicolore wasn't a problem. It was all the others that followed. Just as she was about to turn to protect the princess, she saw something in the distance. Up ahead, Araya yelled. The dark hole. It must be a cave. Run in. Esther wanted to question the destination. Wouldn't they become trapped? But there was no time, and she trusted Araya to make the right decision more than anyone. Esther reached the cave first. The entrance was narrow and so dark that she had no idea what was inside. She dove in anyway, and Araya was right behind her, almost landing on top of her. A mass of crashes and thuds were right behind them as the Scalix and Chicolore smashed into the entrance, seemingly all at once. But a single Chicolore, smarter than the rest, discovered it could fit through the hole. Its ugly head, covered in spiky scales, lunged through the cave entrance, snapping at Araya's feet. Its eyes, no longer the blue they were known for, were red with anger, fixed on her as it snapped at her. Araya reacted quickly, kicking at her attacker. Her feet struck the Chicolore squarely on its nose, causing it to back out of the entrance, squealing as if surprised that Araya would fight back. Thinking quickly, Esther found a large rock by the entrance and rolled it to cover the gap and stop more creatures from finding their way inside, at least for now. The Chicolore could be seen through a crack, pacing back and forth at the cave's entrance, its eyes even more angry than before. Araya lay at the ready, ready to defend herself and Esther again if needed. The confrontation may have passed, but the growling sounds persisted as the creatures slowly slinked away into the shadows, leaving Araya and Esther alone. Araya turned to Esther, her breathing heavy. We're not out of this yet, she said, but we certainly aren't going to give up. What would they have done if they had captured us? Esther asked out of breath. We would be joining your father, not in triumph, but in failure. And we would have to endure their smelly breath the whole trip over. They waited until their breathing returned to normal, and then Araya stood up to try and assess their surroundings. We can't go out the way we came in, she said. That serious voice again had returned. They will be waiting for us and we don't have enough food to wait for them to lose their patience. Could we outrun them? Esther asked, already knowing the answer. Can you feel that? Araya asked. Feel what? My heart jumping out of my chest? The air, Araya said, 
pointing towards the dark. There is air coming from the opposite direction we came in. And where there is air, there is another entrance, they both said in unison. Esther first looked at the map, thinking it might tell them more of what was deeper in the cave. It still showed the direct line towards the prison that held her father. It showed nothing of the cave. They slowly moved away from the cave entrance, the light from outside quickly dimming, enveloping them in near total darkness. Esther instinctively raised her hand in front of them for protection, but also wishing for light. To her and Arias' surprise, the tip of her finger began to glow with a soft, warm light. Neither knew exactly how she had done it, but the light was a welcome ally, pushing back the shadows and revealing the cave's secrets. Illuminated by Esther's magically lit finger, the cave around them transformed from a mere rocky refuge into a whole new world. The walls glistened with moisture, reflecting the light and making it seem as though they were walking under a sky full of stars. Stalactites and stalagmites jutted out from the floor and ceiling, some meeting in the middle to form natural columns that looked like the guardians of this underground kingdom. This is quite beautiful, Arias stated, momentarily taken aback. I guess the artifact has not ruined all of the realm. As they ventured further, they came across small pools of crystal clear water, so perfectly still that the surface mirrored the ceiling, duplicating the starry effect created by Esther's light against the wet cave walls. The air grew cooler and fresher the deeper they went, confirming their hopes that another exit might be found. The cave widened into a larger chamber, where the light from Esther's finger revealed intricate cave paintings covering the walls. The drawings depicted a world filled with magic, creatures that roamed freely. Unicorns, fairies, humans and animals living in harmony, and trees that touched the sky. It was a stark contrast to the realm they knew. Whispering, Araya pointed towards a series of markings that seemed to guide them further into the cave. Look, Esther, the people who used to live here before the Grey knew this cave. It might lead us exactly where we need to go. Encouraged by their discovery and guided by the good magic that Esther had somehow channeled, they continued walking slowly through the cave. The only sounds they heard were the echoes from dripping water and their own breaths. Without waypoints to guide them or the light of the sky, Esther and Araya lost track of time. How long have we been walking? Esther whispered. Don't tell me those little legs of yours are complaining again, Araya said, trying to make a joke. We haven't been walking that long, and I'm sure we don't have much further to go. The air is much stronger now. 
Suddenly, Araya noticed subtle movements in the shadows ahead, a scattering of small legs, like hundreds of small creatures moving all at once. Bright eyes could be seen. Oh no, Esther sighed. What now? The tension in both their bodies had returned. Esther concentrated as hard as she could, and the light from her finger grew brighter, illuminating the whole cavern around them. To their surprise, they found themselves surrounded by small, curious creatures with gentle eyes, unlike any they had seen before. These creatures, covered in soft, shimmering fur, blinked at them in the light, tilting their heads as if wondering who these new visitors were. Esther and Araya couldn't help but laugh softly, the tension melting away. The creatures stepped closer, their movements gentle and friendly. In a soft, melodious voice, one of the creatures stepped forward. Oh, princess of the realm, we've awaited your arrival, it said, its tone filled with warmth and respect. The realm whispers of your journey. Come, follow us, and we shall guide you through the shadows to the light beyond. Your path is blessed, and your courage brings hope to all who dwell beneath the stars. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.